Hello again, dear ones. Rep Briz with you here. It's a Friday night here on the New Thought Media Network, and that means it is time for the good news. The opportunity we take each week to take a look at some of the good news stories that have crossed my desk, found their way, maybe to you, maybe not, and remind everybody that we really do live in a world that's working for everyone, even sometimes when it may not appear that way. Hey, first up tonight, our very first story and the big news of the story, Brittany Griner, WNBA star, is home on American soil. If you haven't heard this news, uh, well then, uh, please, uh, I'm glad that we're able to share it with you. Uh, It's been everywhere over the past couple of days. There's a picture of Brittany on the airplane uh, coming home from uh, Abu Dhabi, I believe. Uh, There's some video of it. It looks like an old-time uh, I, uh, spy swap. And that's kind of what it was. Uh, the United States gave back, uh, a, uh, a prisoner, Victor Bout, who, uh, many considered to be one of the most lethal men on the planet. Uh, he's a renowned arms dealer. Lots of questions about, you know, the, why this and, and how did this, does this happen? And couldn't we get more for Victor than just a basketball player? We're putting all those stories aside, folks. We're putting all that chatter aside and we're celebrating the fact that Brittany has been freed. Now, if you don't remember, she was detained in February, about a week before Russia invaded the Ukraine. She was detained in Moscow uh, for a minuscule 0.057 grams of hashish oil in a, uh, in a vape cartridge, uh, has, was sentenced to nine years in a prison, uh, in a Russian prison for that offense. Now, uh, she's home. She's in the arms of her wife in Texas. Uh, her plane is confirmed to be landed, and the country's going to give her some time and space. Uh, but I guarantee you we're going to see Ms. Griner come back, and I believe she's going to be working not only to continue playing some basketball and being an entertainer in that regard, an athlete and an entertainer, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if she starts working to help release others uh, that are in uh that are incarcerated in foreign countries, uh, sometimes on dubious charges at best. Congratulations, Brittany. I'm glad you're home. All right. Next up. Now, this is not entirely a news story for us because we've talked about this in the past. However, the story continues. What you're looking at, folks, is the first production model of an electric vehicle that is run by solar power. Yes, this is called the Light Year Zero, and uh, originally they the title the name of the car was Light Year One, uh, but they decided to change it to Light Year Zero. It has five curved solar arrays, which total up to about fifty three square feet of solar panels and solar arrays. Uh, the Light Year claims the model can yield up to forty miles of free range per day from just the sun. Uh, yes, you can still plug it in. However, they say that uh, if used in a sunny climate, you could drive this car for months without needing to plug it in. Uh, non-solar charging can be achieved and uh, by plugging into a regular home outlet. Uh, they say it has a range of 186 miles. Uh, obviously not your cross-country traveler, but it does look like a sharp vehicle. 
uh, to be able to get around it. After six years of developing its own technology, Lightyear has surpassed one of the most challenging phases for new automotive companies entering the market with a novel technology, said the company in a statement. And this is really good. The CEO said, we've hit many milestones in recent years from major funding achievements to great partnerships. However, today is the most significant and probably the most challenging milestone we have reached thus far. Starting production of Lightyear Zero, the first solar car, brings us a big step closer to our mission of clean mobility for everyone, everywhere. We may be the first to achieve this, but I certainly hope we aren't the last. We would agree with you, sir. We certainly hope you are not the last either and you know folks there's a great video of the release in the production line it's available uh, over on the goodnewsnetwork.org we get a lot of our stories from the good news network they really do a fabulous job of bringing together the good news stories and we can't cover them all uh, and we do get stories from other sources as well but we do encourage you head on over to the goodnewsnetwork.org give them the love and appreciation they deserve and you can find this story and many of our other stories tonight. Watch the video and learn even a little bit more about what's happening. All right, next up, have you ever heard of the Southern Line Islands? I hadn't either. However, the Southern Line Islands uh, are one of the bellwethers. Now, they're very hard to get to, and it takes a very long time to get there. Uh, and they're also one of the pristine coral reefs on the planet and they got damaged those coral reefs got damaged in the el nino weather event of 2015. well since that time uh, there is a team of nonprofit pristine seas expeditions and they haven't been able to get there all that often to keep an eye on them but they've been getting there again <laughs> so they returned in 2021 and what was revealed was an incredible proliferation of new coral, and specifically a blue-colored rose coral. Uh, and what they're saying is this is proving that even after the 2015 uh, event, the, where these coral reefs were pretty much wiped out, they were pretty much bleached out because of heat, and so now here we are six, seven years later, and they're making their comeback what this is saying, what their scientists are saying, this proves the coral is adopting to warmer ocean temperatures. Interestingly enough, the little, uh, the southern line of islands, it's truly their name, uh, is, uh, is in one of the hottest hot spots for ocean temperatures on the planet. So it's always hot. And this is good news because the coral is making a comeback. Again, there is an amazing video for this one. Uh, head on over to the goodnewsnetwork.org. Find the story and scroll down. And there's a great, great YouTube video uh, showing you all the color and how these coral are making a great comeback. You know, there's one creature on this planet that doesn't need to make a comeback. And that's Jonathan. Jonathan the tortoise. Uh, there he is. Hello, Jonathan. You may have heard us speak of Jonathan before when this program was simply a podcast and we did not do the video aspect. We spoke about Jonathan. Jonathan is the oldest living land animal known on our planet. He is 190 years old. 
He celebrated recently, December 2nd, celebrated his 190th birthday for 140 years. Uh, the last 140 years, he's resided on the remote island of St. Helena, situated in the midst of the South Atlantic Ocean. It's about a six-hour flight west of Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, that based on shell measurements, they believe he was 50 years old when he got to the island. So he could be older than 190. We're not entirely sure. And one man has been caring for Jonathan for quite some time now, Joe Hollis. Uh, Joe has been his caretaker and finds it a great honor to to uh, continue to serve and, and support Jonathan. The people of, of St. Helena recently threw him a three-day birthday party and let Jonathan have anything he wanted to eat within reason. Uh, his birthday cake was crafted out of healthy foods uh, and the island has issued a special commemorative stamp which will be offered for sale to commemorate on Jonathan's 190th birthday. Happy birthday, Jonathan. We love you, sir. You, uh, we love, he's a great animal, great big tortoise. And again, folks, there's a great video. It gives you more information. There's almost always a video these days. It gives you more information. All right. We're going to take a quick break and share just a little bit from our sponsors. Give us one minute. We'll be back with more good news in just a moment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with you here on New Thought Media Network. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Good news here on the New Thought Media Network. 
Quick shout out to our producer, Brother Diego Rez, all the hard work he does for this network and on this program, uh, and sharing with us the Spirit Cafe. That happens Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I lost my schedule. Let's make sure we're t- giving you the right information. It happens Wednesdays at 10 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone here on New Thought Media Network. All right, back into the good news stories. This week in the UK, it was announced... Uh, that over a hundred companies have signed up for a campaign called the four day work week. Now think about it, folks, you may have heard of this in the past. And I know numerous companies in the U S that work on a four day work week. However, here, what we've done is we've made our four day work week for 10 hour days. Well, what they're saying in the UK is nah, that ain't right. <laughs> the nine to five, five day work week is outdated and no longer fit for purpose, says the four day work week campaign. We're campaigning for a four day, 32 hour work week, working week with no loss of pay, which would benefit workers, employees, the economy, our society and our environment. I think there is good news here as, again, over 100 companies have signed up uh, since uh, over this past year. And a recent survey uh, said 46% of the respondents said their business productivity has maintained around the same level. 34% reported that their work productivity has improved slightly. And 15% it said it improved significantly since adopting the four-day work week. You know, folks, we know that a lot of people are uh, much more aware of creating a, a work-life balance uh, since the pandemic. And as we approach, as we are almost three years into this, uh, this is becoming more and more the norm that we're working for the things we care about and the things uh, that we have passions about. And one of the ways that work is changing is by allowing for workers uh, more flexibility and more balance. And so congratulations to all of those companies in the UK and everybody at the four day work week campaign in the uk let's bring that to the us i i think we want to bring that over here a little more often four days on three days off three days off four days on we'll figure it out hey speaking of something else i think i'd like to see brought to more uh, to the us or to more places on the us is vending machines Yes, we need more vending machines. Well, okay, hold on a minute. Uh, this is not just any old vending machine. This one's actually in Cincinnati, and it's filled with overdose prevention equipment. From February to November in 2021, an anonymous call center registered 637 people for the program to access this vending machine. So basically what happens is, it's got uh, fentanyl test strips in there. It, they've got uh, minoxyl. Uh, I'm sorry, I just looking at the uh, <laughs> the drug, the uh, uh, the heroin <laughs> in the uh, minoxylin. No, that's not it either. I knew what it was. Uh, naloxone. Not. I'm still not saying it. We're gonna just skip that part. <laughs> it's got stuff that'll save lives in the event of an overdose and that is important so the way it works is you come up to the the uh the machine there it's got a phone number you call or text you phone in they register you 
it sends your phone a passcode and you can use that passcode to access what you need. So far, they've uh, distributed well over 10,000 fentanyl test strips uh, and uh, over 3,000 life-saving doses of naloxone. I'm still not saying it right. <laughs> Lead scientist Daniel Arendt described the method as harm reduction. Uh, he was continued to say that uh, it, this doesn't support or encourage drug use. It recognizes that drug use is not a moral failure, it is a physical addiction. And if we can save lives, then we might be able to interdict and get those folks the help they need to get off of the drugs. Let's bring one of these machines to every city. I think it's a good idea. Hey, here's another great story we found across the internet. Toys for Tickets. Now, this program was running in Canada for many years. It had a history in Canada, uh, but was suspended during the COVID lockdowns. And uh, so it did not happen in 2020 or last year in 2021. But they are back. Simple idea. Anyone with an outstanding ticket in, the, uh, in Canada can uh, purchase a toy. Now, you do have to show a receipt. And you do have to show that the receipt is for a toy that is equal to or greater than the fine for which you are asking forgiveness. And if you don't make that donation and that you meet those requirements, the ticket will be forgiven. Pretty cool idea. Uh, the the uh, organizations then, uh, the Toys for Ticket campaign, uh, started in 2005, as I said. Uh, took a couple years off for the pandemic, but is back. I'd like to see more of this in America as well. In creative and innovative ideas on how we are work together and how we support each other uh, here as we head into the holiday season and, uh, and throughout our lives. And that's what the Science of Mind is really about. Finding unique and innovative ways to share these gifts so that everyone can live the life they truly desire. Hey, folks, we're going to take one more quick break here before we wrap up the Good News Network. Before we do, I do ask you, please visit our our, our, our sources, goodnewsnetwork.org and sunnyskies.com. Uh, both are great access, great ways to find out more and more about the good news stories that are out there. There's our there's that other one, that's our uh, other source, sunnyskies.com. And if you know of a good news story you'd like us to cover, send us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Or perhaps you'd like to come on and be a guest host, share the good news with us. Maybe it's a story. Maybe you'd like to sit in and, and do a whole program. We'd, be love, we'd love to talk to you about that as well. We want to dedicate and build a team of good news correspondents across the planet that are sharing the good news that they find in their world so we can all be inspired and all remember that we are working in a world that works for everyone. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back in just a moment with our final segment of the good news. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us here on the New Thought Media Network.
New Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org. with more of the good news here on New Thought Media Network. I'm Rev. Robert. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing your time. And please share the stories that we're here sharing with you. Let your friends know about what we're doing. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Let folks know what we're up to. All right. Our next story does come to us from SunnySkies.com. And the man you're looking at on your right, well, that is Joris Tunders. And I do hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly, Joris. Uh, Joris owns a company called Yonego. They've got about 100 employees, 100 exactly. Uh, and Joris did something very unique as their year-end bonus. He gave each of his employees, called an all-hands meeting, gave everybody an envelope. And in that envelope, I uh, gave everybody a folder inside that envelope was a gold, a gold envelope. And what he told everybody is, I want you to put all of your grocery receipts for the month of December in this envelope. Yep. Mr. Tunders is going to pay for the groceries of every one of his hundred employees for the month of December. He did not put any limits on the groceries. He told a news station that he trusts his employees to not take advantage of this gift. Quote, I don't know what people normally do for groceries and whether and whether they're going to buy something extra, but I trust my colleagues. You have to trust your colleagues and they have to feel that way too. Congratulations, Doris. What a good story. And folks, that to me is the absolute definition of not only generosity, but trust and knowing that he can give away. I don't know about you, but I got a family of four. We go through some groceries in a month's time, especially during a holiday month. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. And kudos to you. You are such an amazing man. We love this. All right. You know, often our last segment is all those human interest stories. And tonight's no different. I want to introduce you to Patty Gallagher, Patricia Gallagher, and some of her friends. She started a tradition back in 2009. So she's been doing this one for a little while now. I'm not sure how I hadn't heard of it. Uh, but she got an idea and called two nursing homes at random and asked if her mother could come and read the night before Christmas to the residents. And a couple of nursing homes said yes. And what happened is Patricia brought along uh, a couple of stuffed animals. And the senior citizens started to fall in love. And she realized that was the power of a simple Christmas gift, a simple stuffed animal. 
And so for all these years, uh, Patricia has been collecting stuffed animals uh, and it and distributing them across uh, the Philadelphia region and the city of Philadelphia. She's from Philadelphia and distributing them across the city of Philadelphia. Uh, for the first two years of collecting, she received more than 11,000 stuffed animals each of those first two years. Uh, they don't give us a figure as to how many she collected in the last few years. Uh, once again, there's a great little video. Uh, Patricia and her team have made the, the national news and the mainstream media. Here we are catching up a little bit and sharing these good news stories as well. Thank you, Patricia. You do represent exactly uh, what uh, the generosity and the good in people is here is here to express. Our next story, however, takes it even one higher. And I want you to meet Mr. Adam Atkinson. Adam Atkinson. Uh, Adam's 22 years old. And as you can see by his uniform, he works for Home Depot. He was at work, found an envelope. He works in Nashville, by the way. Found an envelope on the floor and picked it up and realized it was filled with $700. Cash money. Folks, how many... How many of you believe that a home worker, a Home Depot worker would put that money in their pocket? Not Adam. He took it to his manager. His manager um, to helped him. And what they did is they put a post out on social media. Now, they they put a post out that said, we have found this, but they took, didn't keep, they didn't share all the details. And it didn't take long for a man to call in. Um, and the man called in and said, that's my partner's. He's going nuts. He's panicking. That was money he was going to buy a Christmas gift for his kids with. And the man was able to confirm what the markings and the information that was on the envelope that wasn't released in the social media post. Congratulations, Adam and his manager. We don't know exactly who the manager was. Uh, the owner of the cash, Jonathan Clayton, says he's very grateful uh, because he was planning to buy Christmas gifts and was absolutely panicked as to where he had lost the money. He did return and leave Adam and the manager a small gift each. What a great story. Tis the season, folks. It's the holiday season. Things are good. And you know, miracles happen in the holiday season. This next story, one, uh, you're going to, it might bring a tear to your eye. You're, you're introducing here, Dallin Wilkinson. Dallin is 15, he's a freshman in high school. And his father, Matthew Wilkinson, uh, needed to do some repairs on the brakes of his truck. So that's Dallin on the left there. On the right, what is very hard to make out is a picture, a screen grab from some home security footage. Because what happened was Dallin's father, Matthew, was trying to pull the rotor off his truck and it, was, and it stuck. It wasn't coming off. So he crawled underneath and began to hammer upon it. However, that rocked the truck forward off its jacks and the truck fell on Matthew. Uh, as the wind was literally leaving his body, Matthew said he could feel the squish and uh, couldn't yell, couldn't talk. However, Dallin was there on the scene, quickly jumps to his father's rescue and lifts the truck. And that's the picture you see on the right is him lifting that truck. Matthew was able to, to squeeze back out from underneath the, the truck, Dallin said, I heard him make a noise like his soul was leaving his body. Matthew said, my son is my hero. He saved my life. Thank you, Dallin. 
I'm sure we know your father's thankful. We're all grateful, too, that you're on the planet. You do the good work. Kudos to you, young man. Nothing like saving a life, and you're only 15. Hey, folks, that's the good news for this evening. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm going to get out of here for now. But, hey, join us again a little later in just a half an hour. Pastor Michael Magnus will be back with stories from today's headlines in the Fireside Chat. And with him is a special guest, Reverend Jim Webb, will be with him as well. So join us for 6 o'clock this evening for that. Prayer time is at 8.15 tonight. Join us again tomorrow morning, and not only for prayers at 8.15, but 9 o'clock for the Science of Mind and Spirit Lecture Conversation Series. Saturday's Science of Mind and Spirit Conversation Series, Reverend, uh, our dear doctor, our dear friend, Reverend Elzia Sekou, will be presenting and sharing and facilitating the discussion tomorrow. So please join us for that. Again, I'm Rev. Robert. I love you. You're amazing. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Until then, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. Thank <laughs> you.